Well, my friend, it's been a uh, an interesting couple of weeks, to to say the least, really, for you and me. I don't even know how long it's been since since our last one. Like two. Two weeks? Yeah. Okay. Not too long, but... Uh, and, and last time we did Enough say... Enough for some stuff to happen. Yeah, though. no, a lot of, a lot of stuff happened. Um, definitely, I'd like to start off with, uh, if you live in Norman area, I'd lock your doors. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, because random Norman crackheads have decided that they feel comfortable with walking through front doors now. It's a new update they just got into yep. the programming. And now they have gone from just regular NPCs to full-on side characters in our lives. Yeah, so me and Kellen are just um, just sitting in our house after a devastating loss to West Virginia. We'll get into that. Because <clears throat> we haven't seen them since the Baylor Gamer talked talked about anything, really, since then. And um, And some guy just opens up the door. And we turn and we're like, what? Who are you? What the hell is going on? And we ask him who he is, and uh, he says that this is my apartment. And me and Kellen just looked at each other, and we were like, oh, no. Um, <laughs> he said, okay. Why are y'all in my house? This is my party house. You guys aren't invited to Justin's party. We don't know any Justins. Just going to put that out there. We are not associated with anyone named Justin. And uh, so that's when we knew for sure that this guy was just definitely on crack or something. He had, something he was wrong. Wearing sweatpants, he had a shirt that wasn't covering the bottom half of his gut. He just looked disgruntled in general. He looked like he would be a good friend of mine. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it looks a little bit like me after a night out, <laughs> but at the same time, at least I know what house I walk into. He looked like any given father after a rough day at work. Yeah. I mean, anyway, so this dude just walks in our front door and he, you know, says all this crazy stuff, stares me and DJ down for like 30 seconds. We just have this like intense stare off and then he just walks out. We instantly ran to go check the window at at the front of our house. No, then we walked outside. He's gone. He vanished. He was nowhere to be seen for the rest of the night. Dude was like Batman. What was so weird about that whole experience is, uh, you know... Hey, we were, it was just a normal night, you know. Go to Hooters, yeah. come back, sit on the couch. Absolutely. And in that whole situation happens, but like, there was about a forty-second uh, period where like he was just staring at us, and we were staring at him after the whole conversation that we previously said, mm-hmm. of where no, nothing. It was just silence. This is intense stare down. Yeah. Of like me and Kellen wondering. Okay. Both creating plans of attack yeah. in our minds. Are we going to have to, like, kill this guy in our house? Is he going to try to kill us? Yeah, I, we, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. And the craziest part was when he just, after that 40-second stare down, just walked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just left. Just vanished into the night. It was gone. No trace. It's nuts. That's nuts. And, you know, I will say there's two sides to every story, but especially in Oklahoma, like, you know... Someone crazy walking in through your front door could shoot you, absolutely. But you also, crackheads, I mean, they got to be careful. You walk through someone's front door in Texas or Oklahoma, you're bound to meet the other end of a 12-gauge. I mean, it's just highly likely. Yeah, I mean, if we had a gun, that guy was dead. If he doesn't walk into a college house full of two half-sober dudes, I mean, the story is very different. Yeah. It's a family down here. Some husbands not reacting the way we do. I think, it, yeah, no, no, no. It's a, if we had a family, then 
things would be much different. Yeah, but I think you and me, into action. <clears throat> you and me were just so like, I was just so thrown, not off guard, but just, just surprised Shocked. of like, what? Who does this? But anyway, it was interesting. And then not, not four days later, on that, this was Saturday night, on, on that following Wednesday night, uh, some guy dies. Less Died than, or murdered? They don't know yet. Oh. But they did find a pool of blood behind, for all you Normanites out there, it's behind once was, what was Valero and like that really big, nice, like Loft 41 mm-hmm. uh, apartment complex. In between there, there's a little creek, and they, they, you know, they found, the police found some guy just dead, pool of blood, uh, you know. That's very sketchy. It's I been a... if he was also a crackhead. We know it's not the same one, though. No. Because the same crackhead that walked into our front door last Saturday, this past Saturday, came to our tailgate and yeah. was just standing in the driveway looking creepily at people until someone had to ask him to leave. Yeah. What's going on? I... I, I got I got I got no answer for you, Kellen. Um, it's it's weird all around. Weird We're things victims. are happening in Norman, but weird things have been happening to our friend group past couple weeks. Injuries. Why are none of us safe? Had someone fall into a ravine, hit, run over by cars, scooters, scooters. I mean, sickness. I mean, like it's just wow. When is the cock house going to catch a break? Yeah, October through November has been a rough, uh, rough go at it for our friends. One of us almost went, you know, blind. Yeah. It's just been um, a couple surgeries. Yeah, wow. It's been, it's Brain been interesting. Tumor, almost. Interesting couple of weeks. Stroke. I mean, it's just been crazy. But you know what? We push forward. We move on. We just have to graduate college and that is the goal here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I, I just want to get out of college alive at this point. I mean, right. seriously, I want to make it out of this semester alive. I think everyone is, uh, you guys are talking to us or we're talking to you on the eve of our Thanksgiving break. That happens uh, pretty much starting tomorrow for yeah. most people. So, um, you know, we are looking forward to getting some time away from Norman because, uh, wow, it has not been treating us the best lately. But you know what has been treating us pretty good in Norman lately? Or at least just this past weekend. Just one weekend. <laughs> just one weekend. But still, OU football prevailed in Bedlam, <laughs> and it was a win for the morale of pretty much every student on campus, at least. A fun Saturday for once that wasn't so crushingly mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. My last home game, got to go out on a win. Yeah. Needed it. Needed it. It, it was fun. Uh, I was fortunate enough... Um, Shout out Toby Rowland. Shout out the play-by-play class that I'm in. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get the chance to actually call the game as a as a play-by-play and color analysis with um, another one of my buddies in the class, and we we did all four quarters. We were up in the booth and got to meet the TV broadcast guys, the whole radio crew, the uh, Oklahoma State radio crew. Dude, it was such a blast. It's cool that you get experiences like that. Here, like through the class, or like through just like you're taking your cl- required classes here at OU, and, and you get to have experiences like that. And you know what's crazy awesome. is, you know, the past four years have been filled with classes that, like, you know, everybody goes through. Man, did I choose the right major? Yeah, like this sucks. Switch. Yeah, and everybody switches, or or you stick it out because it's like, well, what the hell else am I gonna do? And that's kind of what I what I thought about until this class, and it was like, yeah, this is. This is definitely what I want to do. Yeah. 
And uh, if anything proved it, it was, I've never felt more just like excitement and butterflies than watching like our team run out of the tunnel for Bedlam. Like everyone has their flashlights on or yep. whatever and the light show's happening. And I was sitting there just like, Electric. oh my God, I'm about to call this game. Like yeah. I've never, never like officially. And I had the, I had the credentials and everything. Got to go on the field afterwards and go all around and just visit places that I've never seen before in my life and probably never would have gotten the chance to see. Uh, it was just cool. And um, going to actually, like, actual OU football itself now, that was the greatest first quarter of OU football that's ever been played. I think so, yeah. Especially well, against a team that is formidable. No, let's not say that. What do you mean? Well, okay, I'm not saying we've definitely had a better first quarter than that against like Kent State or you know you know one of the first three games of teams we played just horrible. Th- I'm yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, a yeah. team that matters. That team was ranked and we were not. Okay, so. yeah, I wouldn't say formidable, but I would say more. I, I would phrase it like it was a rivalry game, and uh, you wanted to come out hot, and we did for once this season. Like this team usually lacks until like the second quarter, and then we make it close, and then lose in a last second field goal or something. But, wow, you know, we came out two interceptions in the first quarter, two stops, and four scores? Yeah. Four touchdowns. Scored on, like, almost, like, I think we scored on the opening drive, and then the next drive. I think we scored on every drive yeah, in the first quarter. We just kept going. Oh, excuse then, me. Except and then once it stopped, it stopped. I mean, it was just, uh, we just decided that we had scored enough. <clears throat> we scored 28 points, and we were like, you know, that should be enough. We're done. We're just going to give up. The wheels fell off the wagon. Yeah. That's for sure. That's see, And then it was like, oh, okay, we're still OU. Because like, I remember I was in the student section, and Dude. we scored the, the, the last uh, touchdown uh. to give us 28 points. <laughs> I was literally – I had my hands on my head, and I'm looking around at everybody just screaming, what's happening? What's – like, I just I, – it didn't even feel like I was at an OU game anymore. I just no. – I, I was like, this hasn't happened, and I haven't felt this feeling since, like – Of being confidently like freshman up in the game. Year. Yeah, like, freshman year. Like, like, seriously. And then now it's like – for that to just be such a dominant, or at least for a quarter, for a quarter, it, it was, it was and nice. even even the second quarter was all right. Uh, second half, you know, the Sooners had uh, nine consecutive, no, ten consecutive drives with no points to show for it, and the last five of which were all three and outs. That's gross. And That's the thing disgusting. is, the defense would make a stop or an interception, and then the OU offense would come out in the field and just three and out 20 seconds off the clock right back to the pokes but mm-hmm. they just couldn't do anything with it like that team we're bad but they are most definitely worse yeah no they're definitely worse or at least they just spencer sand i mean i think if spencer sanders has a game he has a game against us and he could have but he just didn't he just didn't play well i mean spencer sanders busted uh yeah no that didn't help his draft stock and that didn't he didn't look like himself, as well as just some bad, bad, bad decision making yeah. from him. You know, on a couple of those, he should have just kept it and ran. And on a couple where he should have thrown it to a wide open receiver, he kept it and ran. It's weird because I, I, I figured that, you know, going up against OU, who, like the Dallas Cowboys, loves to give up a lot of rushing yards to QBs that can move. We did. We did uh, still. We did. Of course we did. But I figured that, uh, you know, a big part of their game plan would be, Spencer, check your first option. Maybe check your second. If it's not there, 
just get 20 yards on the on, on, the, yeah. on the ground. No, I that because he easily could have on a lot of those plays. That did happen a lot. That's how they marched down the field. I think he ended up with like 84 rushing yards as a quarterback. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Which is uh, which is not bad at all. But the four interceptions. I mean, he threw the game away. I mean, yeah. it was a, he's the reason that that the Pokes lost. Because if, if they would have started getting, you know, if if two of those interceptions turn into touchdown passes and they get even that sort of momentum and he gets that sort of boost, I mean, it could be a whole different game. Well, two of those and they they would have been tied, you know. Yeah, because we well we got two end zone picks, right? We won by uh, two scores. All they needed it was thirteen twenty eight. There was a real possibility that they score, but we got an interception in the end zone. We got two red zone interceptions, which were, which were super key, mm-hmm. uh, as well as them not finishing in the red zone twice and settling for uh, two field goals. So, three field goals, actually. Well, I just, uh, you know, no matter what complaints uh, I've had throughout this year, and there has been a lot of complaints numerous this year, I am still, when I was walking out of the stadium on Saturday night, just took a second to, you know, feel the nostalgia, and it's the last game I will attend as a student here at OU, and I just, I'm grateful to Sooner Football for providing me with memories that I will, you know, those will go with me forever. Like, I'm never going to forget, like, my first game and OU Texas uh, and all those. I'll never forget 2019 uh, against Houston. It was wide out, and Jalen Hurts came out. And we were like, oh, my God, this guy's going to win the Heisman. Mm-hmm. And that's, what's, that's what got me hooked. And I've been the biggest Sooner football enthusiast, top five that I know since then. And I've kept up with everything. And it's so fun. It's been such a cool ride. Even with the bumps in the last year, it was fun. <clears throat> and when I, when I had the opportunity, I was like, dude, I've got the credentials. I'm so going on the field. And I went on the field, and you can see all the, you know, the – cleat marks in the tur- in the turf and uh just just the aftermath and the bands were both still playing i was walking around i was like you know damn i do think it's cool i kind of wish maybe that oh you had something kind of like how baylor does with you know they let the freshmen go touch the field during their first year or they let yeah. them go run out that'd be cool to have we did it to we did it in crimson camp or whatever that name whatever the hell that name. it doesn't i, I need the atmosphere yeah no walking down there and i was just like that's, that's what I did. It was it was a are you not entertained gladiator like, yeah. man we just did this and I got to watch it and it was a very it was it was the most like if I could have you couldn't have written a picture perfect ending for like my personal OU senior experience yeah, yeah. college career it it was great and we won not in the prettiest way possible the first quarter was beautiful but you know I think the future is still pretty bright like. I don't know if Ted Roof is going to stick around. Hopefully not. We, you still have to look back because you know they haven't been here for the past two weeks and haven't heard from us in two weeks. Like, yeah. Baylor game was atrocious. You can't throw three uh, interceptions West and lose that game. Worse. Yeah, but we had double Baylor's uh, total, op- you know, offensive yards and and still lost that game by three. Had so many opportunities to win at home, didn't. West Virginia was just. Uh, it was just sad. A honestly. horrible game to watch. I did not have like there wasn't a single moment when I was watching <laughs> that game where I was like, like I like I'm glad I'm here right now. No, like, it was I honestly was a, just thinking I wish I could yeah. be doing something else the entire time. It was awful. It was honestly a miracle that we scored, which is horrendous to say against the Mountaineers. I mean, we should have put up. I mean, we put double. They stink. Double. Let's be honest. 
They're, yeah, no, they're horrible. I mean, we should have we, – we in the Baylor game, we put up double their offensive yards and then couldn't carry that over against the Mountaineers. It just – that doesn't even make any sense to me. It's like no. the Dallas Mavericks right now. I did, the, the, that whole team it just confuses <clears throat> me. And, you know, I talked about it in the call in the game. I was like, the most important thing for this team to do right now is just play complimentary football, man. Like, if the offense is doing okay, the defense needs to do okay. If the offense you, – you just you just need to play on both sides of the ball because how OU's been playing all year is like, man, if the offense is driving – and this is just classic Sooners football in general. You know, it's always been the offense is this elite powerhouse that is unmatched by any other team, but the defense is going to give up at least 45 points. Yep. And, uh, and you just can't – you can't sustain a program like that. So to see the defense – come out there and, and play pretty legit. Granted, you have to imagine that a, probably three of those turnovers were Spencer Sanders' fault. Yeah, just him. The Billy Bowman interception making. in the second quarter was actually like a great read. Uh, that wasn't him. He, the, the receiver was wide open. He threw a great pass. Billy Bowman came from halfway across the field, snagged it, and ran. But, you know, awesome. I still have, like, okay, this defense looks all right. This team wanted to win. They just They just didn't have it in them. And we're going bowling, so I guess you can't complain. The streak stays alive. That's 27 yeah. consecutive years of going to a bowl. By the skin of our teeth, we're going to a bowl game, but probably looking at, like, what, the good rate bowl? The good rate bowl? Is that good what rate bowl. Yeah, it's going to be. Good rate or the Liberty that's a Bowl? stinker. It's a stinker. It's a just. We'll be, we'll be playing on January it's 30th. A, it's, a, uh, it's a six and five record. Which is yeah, we're, we're above five hundred, and there's been some hiccups, and and everybody's trying to find their footing. I'm hopeful. I think with Jackson, Jackson Arnold gets on campus in in two months, he's a stud. He's gonna do great up here. Yep. We flipped like two or three uh, uh kids who went to the Bedlam game, and they've all been crystal balled to OU now because of how much they what enjoyed does that it. Mean, like the like the David Hicks uh, five star. Uh, edge rusher that was committed to A&M. By the way, they stink. Really? A&M stinks. Oh, oh well, I know A&M You know what was crazy? I just was talking about, we just, I didn't know we signed three new kids. No, 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 no. They're just crystal balled towards us now to be flipped. Oh, oh. Uh, um, But like, by the way, for A&M, that UMass game, for, for a, a college that's known so much for its culture and its student section, have you seen that video? of the UMass game in the third quarter? No. There's maybe 340 what? people there. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, it looks it, it looks like there's not even a game going on. And then you have to zoom into That's the That's crazy because even when we went to an A&M game and they were losing badly to Mississippi State, those yeah, stands but they're were like still us, packed you know, out. If there's hope, then whatever. But the, their team is was 3-6 three and, three and six going in. Three or six or three and seven I don't going know. They're in. They're horrible. They they stink. They they barely. They were tied with UMass for a while there. They pulled it out, but that team is so bad and they overpay their coach. So I think that fan base is pretty pissed off. It's just because A&M has money to spend. I mean, they're well. People are always going to donate to that school. They're yeah, crazy I mean, up there without, in a good way. With that amount of crazy. alumni, there's going to be somebody who makes it and is rich and cares about A&M. Absolutely, they're all about caring, and I respect that about them. But they're they're nuts. They're nuts. Absolutely. And you know who else is nuts? Tony Pollard. <laughs> sure. I was just going to say the Dallas freaking <laughs> Cowboys, baby. 
you know, I don't Kellen's know. Kellen's been itching this whole all you conversation to totally blow over his last uh, game ever as a student just uh, to talk about the Cowboys win over the Vikings. Hey, I didn't blow over my last game as a student. You reminisced for 30 seconds, which is more than I thought you would. I took a st- I, I talked about the nostalgia. I talked about the memories. I, no, I love you. You and me comp each other. What else is there to talk about for OU? We're mid. We're mid, but there's hope for the future. Is what I was getting at. But you like I NFL. Is, I like college. It's perfect balance. I think there is hope for the future for OU, and I, I'm going to continue to watch the game, so it doesn't matter. Uh, in the games that I'll always be watching, no matter what comes my way, is the Dallas Cowboys. And if you didn't see, uh, we continued our perfect streak of... I wouldn't say perfect. The past three years, uh, the Cowboys oh, have yeah. marched into Minnesota and uh, defeated the Vikings, who are always like some, oh, the Vikings are kind of good this year. Oh, and the Vikings are kind of them this year. No, they're not when they face the Dallas Cowboys. I will say, I think the Dallas Cowboys have a kryptonite named Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, and we (laughs) haven't spoken since that loss. I was very upset about it, yes. But we came back the next week after somehow giving up like four touchdowns to Aaron Rodgers and beat the 8-1 Vikings with TJ Hawkinson, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, and more, 40-3. 40-3. I mean, that's embarrassing. That's just embarrassing as a program. Yeah, after the overtime win against the Super Bowl-favorited Bills last week. They, know, weren't, they underestimated. They weren't ready. They just were like, we're that, we're that team. We beat the Bills. I think that's part of it. I think yeah, they're, the Dal- Dallas is their kryptonite is also a big part of it. Oh yeah, but the Dallas offense played out of oh, it their was, it was minds. A everything went minds. our way. Every single thing that could have gone our way calls possession time. I mean, it, it just never happens. Never happens. If only that could happen in the playoffs. Oh, that would be so cool, but buddy. It's a it's a pipe dream. It's what it yeah, is. Yeah, I, I love you, but that's a. No, it's never going to That's a bomb waiting to go off and blow you up and your entire hopes for the future. But, uh, I mean, the Cowboys are now 7-3. and three. You take a look around the NFC East and the Eagles. The Eagles finally lost since we last spoke. That's a very big plus, and they almost lost again this week twice in a row to the Colts. They beat them by one point last minute touchdown. You know, that's, like, a, that's the theme uh, of the freaking so weekend. I'm, you know, Michigan should have lost to Illinois. Yep. Ohio State should have lost to Maryland. And don't even get me started. This is st- I'm, I'm just going to rename this podcast, I Hate TCU. Everyone knows my history with Baylor, and everybody knows how much I hate that school. It took everything within me to root for the freaking Baylor Bears against TCU because yeah. that team is fraudulent. They're fraudulent. If Okay, let me, let me put this in perspective for you. I'm sorry to go back to college football. We'll go back to the NFL in a second. But man, do I have complaints. And man, does this... No, I forgot to talk about this too. Riled up. Let's put this in perspective just from an OU standpoint, right? Baylor barely scraped away against us. And we suck. I'll openly admit that. We stink. The defense stinks. Whatever. We're barely going bowling. And we had doubled their total offensive yards... They only beat us because we turned the ball over three times and then couldn't do anything, anything in the fourth quarter. It's and then this same team goes, and it's TCU at home. I'll give them that. It's at home. 
But they should have won that game on multiple occasions. Baylor should have. Yeah, just like we should have against them. But they also just didn't get it done. The the Horn Frogs have been have had to come back from a uh, seven point or more deficit in their past like seven games. It's weird that we have that we grew up in Fort Worth and have now become so I hate them anti frogs. No. And, and like, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to Kate. I'm sorry to my girlfriend. Like, that sucks that you're a Horned Frogs <laughs> fan. I really wish you were like an Iowa State fan so we could just be friends. But that sucks, man. Your fan base stinks. The Horned Frog fan base stinks. Hey, it doesn't matter because, you know, what I'm excited about is the them, last game of the season's coming up. And all it takes is them dropping one game and they won't make playoffs. Oh no, because they lose one wow. game it's over. No, they're fraudulent. Yeah. You know, no 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 no. Like Actually, no no no. They are like Cincinnati. I hope they go to the playoffs. And this is what everybody was saying about us freshman year, but that LSU 2019 is the best college football team oh, to ever absolutely. exist. There's no argument. If you if you argue otherwise you're literally brain dead and imbecile. <laughs> and and I, and I kind of hope this TCU team goes in the playoffs all happy. We made it. Oh, my God. Hypnotoad or whatever the hell that thing is. Yeah, I don't get that either. I don't care. No one cares. You guys rushed the field against Kansas State, who's predicted to go to the Liberty Bowl just above us. I mean, they're not good either. That was a big win for them, man. Oh, come man, on. dude. Yeah, at that home. They were, they were only favored by nine and a half points. Yeah, I mean, come on. And they had to come back. They had to come back from Imagine a ten-point deficit. Imagine rushing the field on a game that's one not a rivalry and two you were favored in. I that, that doesn't make any sense to me, like at all. I've never seen an OU home game rush the field. I've never seen it. We could beat. I mean, no. I mean, like we. I don't even know. That's I mean, the OU difference. Texas is the only time I can think of rushing the field. But that's a century-long rivalry, rivalry yeah, that's in a neutral exactly. location. And the game that we rushed the field, we came back from like a 21-point deficit. Our backup quarterback had to come in and save the day, who's now probably going to win the Heisman, by the way. QB was Caleb Williams, but nickname is you know, Superman. You know who the best two QBs, two, the top two performing QBs in this past weekend of college football were? Caleb Williams, Spencer Rattler. Number one, Spencer Rattler. Number two, Caleb Williams. How crazy is that? So, I mean, it just... It, it's, it, it's not even crazy. It honestly just makes perfect sense. It does make perfect it's the, sense. It's the OU, I, I, I don't even know. Another crazy performance, Tanner Mordecai in that Houston game when they scored like 75 points. Like, they're all Oklahoma products. I didn't even know that. Yeah. No, the Houston, the, the SMU-Houston game is like one of the highest scoring. Uh, I think that was like. Oh, yeah. It was like out. 77 to 56 yeah, or it was, something. It was one of the oh, highest yes, scoring. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, it was up yeah, there. Yeah, I remember. Well, I didn't watch the game, but I, I remember no, the I, score I underneath the game I was caring about. Yeah, no, it was uh, that was cool, but uh, my point is, TCU's fraudulent. <laughs> we <laughs> everybody should know that. I'm telling you, if they go and play Georgia in the playoffs, they are going to look like your average. Uh, I would say Pee Wee football team. Yeah, JV football team out there. And you know what? They deserve whatever's coming for them. They've hit. They, they've hurt, injured five quarterbacks this year. Yeah, among numerous other players. I know we do this every week, and you know what? I want to make it a point every week because they scrape away, they barely get by, and they don't deserve it. I wholeheartedly agree with all those points. I hope everyone else does too. And listen, I'm a, I, I'm a, I guess I'm a hater. And Absolutely, if I, you're it would a hater. be it would be much easier 
if I was in the Pac-12 and I was a Wisconsin fan and saw it, oh my God, TCU's heading to the playoffs. Thank God it's somebody different. Like, yeah, for sure, I'd be that guy too. I, again, like if Purdue, yeah. if Purdue ended up in the oh, that's cool. The purple team's going to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if like if Purdue was going to the playoffs this year, I'd be like, yes, I hope Purdue rocks Georgia. Yeah. But as a Big Twelve guy and witnessing their fan base like firsthand and like being on that campus several times this semester, wow, I hate them. Yeah, it's annoying. It's very annoying. I mean, you you said it. TCU playing Georgia in the playoffs. Oh, that's gonna be a massacre. Would be I, a I would massacre. Uh, a lot like you know. I think Spencer Rattler would. <laughs> think, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think Spencer Rattler and the freaking Gamecocks would give TCU. A huge run for them. I mean, my God, West Virginia Rattler gave TCU cashed in money. with the devil or somebody. He cashed in his like career game card, and that's it. That's his peak. I, okay, I think that I, game is don't, his peak. Don't quote me on these stats, but I'm pretty sure he threw for like 435 yards, like six touchdowns, and had like 65 percent completion rating. Which, if anybody knows Spencer Rattler, what the hell did that happen? I don't know. He, yeah, he, seriously, he, he made just, a deal with the devil. He literally was just like, I'm cashing in my career game card today. He was like, I'm him. Against Tennessee, and I'm, this is it. I'm going to beat out Caleb Williams' Heisman uh, defining that, game that, today. That game is going to be, because he's not going to, he might get drafted. Might. Mm-hmm. If he, he, he carries this some level, I mean, I mean no one's going to I guess if he goes into next play. week and throws like another, I don't even know who they're playing, but if he, if he does really well against another SEC team and then they go to a bowl, and they destroy that team in the bowl, like he wins out in like extreme fashion, then he may get signed. Maybe. But other than that, then that game against Tennessee is now Spencer Rattler's. I line. bet he stays. That's his legacy. I honestly bet he stays. Yeah, no, that will be his legacy. Is the and game that's he cool. had against Tennessee. I'm not a Spencer Rattler sure. hater. Like I said, like I said, I sent that picture of, of him celebrating with all the kids who rushed the field. And I was like, this makes me a little bit happy. Yeah, in a weird way. Yeah, I totally, I totally rooted to against be him. So, yeah, it's, it's like hater. I'm sure Spencer you could find. Spencer is what we think about Jackson Arnold now. Yeah, we're no. all saying this kid's gonna be the guy. I'm pretty sure on this podcast several times I've said like, yeah, Spencer Rattler sucks, but yeah, it made me happy a little bit. I, and I was even rooting for Tennessee to make the playoffs over TCU, so it was still it still made me happy to see him win. Anyway, uh, back to Cowboys. Back to the Cowboys. Uh, like I said, you take a look around the NFC East. The Eagles move to I think it's I think it's it's either eight or nine and one now, which is just um, I think it's nine and one, but it's unbelievably upsetting. Scraping away. Uh, the good thing is though that the Giants did take an L this week, so I think now both of us to Detroit, right? Yeah, thirty-one to, to the Lions. Too. It wasn't even the Lions are on a three-game win streak right My now. My dream scenario is Lions make the playoffs. I don't know how that happens, but boy, would that be! I'm cool. just glad that on their 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 damn their hard knock season. They're at least because they were yeah. one. They were one. What, what was it? One and six. They were one and six, and now they're four and six. So they're at least giving themselves some level of respect. Yeah. Right now, I mean, it's because we've all known. Like everyone's been watching this Lions team. Like, dude, these people could win games. They're just not winning games. They're high scoring, and then they lose and in a shootout. And they just out. choke because it's classic Lions. It's 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 tough. It really is. It's like trying to be a Browns fan. The Browns were horrible this season too, but we don't even need to touch on that. All I'm saying is so funny. The NFC East right now, I think, is the best division in football. Not just because the Eagles are you know popping off nine and one. But then you've got Cowboys and Giants both sitting at seven and three, with uh, you know poised to play this coming Thanksgiving. I, I hate to say this, but also I wouldn't I wouldn't sleep too much on the Commanders. That's what I was about. They to have say. a chance to make the playoffs as well. They have won like the every past team. four or five straight, or they maybe have taken one loss recently. 
But I think they're above 500 now, though. Every team in the NFC East has a chance to make the playoffs. Uh-huh, absolutely. And three of them are borderline locks. Well, actually, I don't even know if that's possible. Because isn't there, it's just the leaders of each division and then two wild card spots. Oh, yeah, that is true. So, right now, three teams in the NFC East are poised to make it. But it's going to be a tight race. Well, still, my statement stands true. You know, the commanders could pass the Giants. The Giants mm-hmm. could go bound. You never know. But there's also the Bucks are making a run right now too. There's a, the NFC East or the oh. NFC as a whole right now. It's just kind of like I love talking about Tom Brady. Stepping on this it podcast. up. Tom Brady post divorce is ready. He's, he's, he's two and zero. He's two and zero with three tutties and like I forget them out of passing. None yard. of those to Mike Evans though. No, <laughs> your fantasy team sucks. Horrible, boy. horrible. Having a, I'm probably gonna have to. Shave my head this year due to fantasy football. Um, Dude, you're actually looking like last place now. Oh, yeah, I like, I know. I'm t- there's three people currently tied for last, and I am one of them. And uh, I have to play someone. that th- I played someone this week that was also tied for last with me. Now they're ahead of me. And then I'm playing someone again this coming week that's also tied for last. And I got to beat them. But their team looks better than mine, as most people's teams in the league look better than mine. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's not, yeah, see, I needed that though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I, I'll put, I'll put Henry in the dirt for you. For uh, sure. I needed, so yeah, right now there's three people tied for last. The loser of us three has to shave their head and then run a beer mile, which is where you chug a beer between each lap of your mile. Either way, it's not going to be a good experience. I'm hoping to avoid it, but I'm also slowly just kind of like, as every week passes, just accepting it more and more as a reality in my life that this is most likely going to happen. That's okay. I mean, no, like it, you do it, it lasts, you know, I, the beer mile will take whatever. It'll suck. I get through it. That buzz cut will last me three, four months. It'll be funny. You get over it. But at the same time, <sighs> there's so much. It's just all you think about in fantasy. And if you play fantasy football, you know this. It's all the points you leave on your bench that could have won you a game. And that's just how fantasy football is. It's always going to be. As Not for as, me. As soon as you bench somebody, they're going to put up 34. Just Never like Jamal Williams did on your bench this week. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> I, had, I had guys who did way better. Tony Paul I mean, put up 36. Yes. Yeah. God, that was awesome, by the way. I mean, we had Zeke score two touchdowns. Pollard scored two touchdowns. I mean, uh, the whole offense was popping off. Short turnaround this week for the Cowboys playing on Thursday on Thanksgiving against the Giants, but so did the Giants. So it's just going to be, be fine. It's going to be a great game. Divisional games are always going to be good. We can You can expect three sacks from D-Law again. Micah Parsons has 10 sacks already this season. 13 was his record last season. Just putting it out there. He's still got four more games. Uh, he had two sacks against the Vikings. I mean, it's just he's going to be Defensive Player of the Year, and if you think anyone else is Defensive Player of the Year besides Micah Parsons right now, then I think that you are a drunk imbecile as well, as you said that earlier. Nice. And that's my rant about the Cowboys. We're looking great. We're 7-3, and three, and uh, I'm honestly just – I'm really enjoying this season right now. I love our team. Our team's fun. Great guys. They're fun to watch. Um I, I, I hope they continue to do well. Who do you I, I, think Super Bowl this season? Who who's your Super Bowl prediction? I don't know because I was That's such a Bills. Tough. I was such a Bills guy. Right now it's looking right now it's looking like Cowboys Seahawks first round of the playoffs. I think we I think we win that. You do win that, but it's gonna be a lot closer than you think. Oh, I mean we lo- we lost to the 49ers last year, and I thought we were winning that, but it was gonna be close. So I mean you know you oh, never you know, really you know, know who I think the NFC like uh, Super Bowl contendent is. The uh, NFC. 
NFC, I mean, who? 49ers. Uh, mm. meh. I mean, I mean, Christian Caffrey signing is huge for them. I mean, huge. They actually look they really great. They have the talent. Great. They have Debo and Brandon Ayuk around? and Christian McCaffrey, but it's just, I mean, that just depends on if Jimmy G, uh, Jimmy G is like Kirk Cousins, you know? He's either going to... He's a role player. It doesn't matter. He's either going to beat the Bills or he's going to lose to the Cowboys. I mean, like, you know, it, it's... Guess what the score of the 49ers-Cardinals game is right now. What is it? This guess. I don't, I don't know. I just throw something where, out there. Where are we at? Where, where, where are we at in the game? What's how much time? Second quarter. Second quarter? Like 14-3? What? What? That's exactly what it is. Really? Who? I was assuming 49ers. Yeah, wow. Really? Yeah, I'm not oh, wait, I actually didn't even know that, like on God. No, I'll show you. Oh, sniper. Look, second quarter, eight minutes and four seconds okay, left. Okay, but you got to remember, 14 to three. the Cardinals are garbage, and Colt McCoy is the starting QB right now. <clears throat> exactly, yep. Cardinals are garbage this season. I don't even know why, but they just aren't very good. No, they, they can't get it together. But same thing. I feel the same way about the Chargers, too. I'm just going to say that. I think the Chargers and the They're Cardinals not good. No, I, I wholeheartedly both. agree. I mean, the Chargers Those are, struggle with a lot of injuries. I would, though, say, I would say top four disappointing teams this year are Cardinals, Chargers, Rams, and I'm going to say Raiders. It's a tie between Bucks the Raiders. Too, a little bit. I mean, they're doing a little bit you better say, right now. But. No, but Bucks are on the come up. I would say it's a tie between Raiders and Broncos. Broncos have Broncos, faced yeah, possibly time. the worst disappointment. They're like, oh, my God, we're getting a real franchise quarterback. And Russell Wilson is so bad. Team, and, and, but you know who the Jets? I mean, the Jets took a devastating loss this week to the Patriots oh, but yeah. they're still 6-4 and four right now this is like the they're best fine. Jets team that they've had in like 8 plus years uh, I wasn't expecting that but you know there was also the I'm still team to start Joe Flacco yeah I was about way. to say Flacco came out the gate firing I was about to start him in fantasy yeah I'm still team Joe Flacco yeah I mean that dude's having a, or he was having a, a couple good games you know what you know when the Bills lost uh, I don't remember uh, they lost to the Dolphins. They lost into the the beginning of the season. To That's not the, the night. The Chiefs, right? Was no, no, they they, they lost they to some terrible the team. I think they lost to the Jets. They did lose to the Jets. Okay, yeah. Sure. Well, when they lost to the Jets, uh, Josh Allen came out in his press conference. He's like, you know, you just can't win a football game when your quarterback plays like shit. That's an actual yeah. quote. Yeah, I saw that. And Zach Wilson came out today after a Jets loss to the Patriots, <laughs> and they're like, do you think this loss has anything to do with you? And he said, no. Nah. Yeah. And in the second quarter, they had negative 21 yards of offense. Yeah, that's just not really leading a team very well. It's all about credibility, man. Against the Patriots, too, who, I mean, honestly, the Patriots do have a good defense. I'll give them to them. It's also Bill Belichick still. Yeah, I mean the Patriots have been playing good defense actually. So I, I, I they're I very middle of the road team. They'll probably sneak their way in the playoffs. They will. I uh, promise you. You think so? Yeah, in some wild card game, they may lose in the first round, but they'll be in the playoffs because they just always are. Didn't they beat like Tom Brady? Or like, the Patriots managed the playoffs last year with Mac Jones. Yeah, they did. Didn't they? They win lost the first one? round. Oh, no. they lost. No, they lost. But yeah, they always sneak their way into it. Yeah, they just did. I just don't. Mac Jones. I think Tom Brady sneaks his way into the playoffs too. Honestly, oh yeah, finds a way. Yeah, you kidding me? He'll go like yeah. I saw that. He'll go like nine and eight. Find a way into the playoffs. Get a little run. Super Bowl. Give himself a shot. 
And it'll be cool. I, I wouldn't be mad. Me neither. Because I wouldn't be mad. At this point, who cares anymore? See if he can do it. I mean, like, yeah, no, that'd be cool. He gave up his marriage for this. So he really did. Like, actually, can you imagine NFC Championship Cowboys Bucks? Actually, can that even oh, happen? Dude, just even can that even happen? Even a past divisional or wild. I mean, because we're going to be wild card with Eagles. Dude, gonna, the Cowboys, if they make the playoffs, are going to have to play a divisional team. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah, would that be the Eagles or the Giants? There's three teams out of the eight in the NFC in the playoffs. That's going to happen, and that is just going to be even more stressful. That's going to be crazy. Also makes it yeah, it's going to be awesome because teams play either up or down to their level in a rivalry game, and so if if the Cowboys come out like they did against, like let's say I don't know the Vikings, maybe there's a chance. I think the Vikings also played really terribly. I, I I honestly just think that our our defense is always gonna hold some some sort of consistency throughout the season. Well, our if our offense produces, we win games. I mean, if our offense can yeah. play as good as our defense does, if Dak doesn't we'll throw game. choke interceptions mm-hmm. in the red zone, uh, yeah, you guys usually the Cowboys usually win games. That's just how it goes. But you know what? Either way, I'm just happy in general that the Cowboys have. A very confidence-boosting win because the Vikings are still eight and one, best team in the NFC besides the Eagles, and we dominated them. That's a confidence booster for everyone on the field. Yeah, yeah. On a team that was down bad after losing to the Packers, people were. It the, was pretty the funny. Hate on Twitter for the Cowboys was immense, just immense. It was funny. I'm a casual Cowboys fan, and I, and I love watching that team. It's fun, and I'll put on the jersey and I'll root for them. Is it funny when they lose to Aaron Rodgers when the Green Bay Packers are probably one of the worst teams in the NFC? Kind of. It was kind of funny. And I'm sorry. It's depressing. It was. You know, you know what I kind of want to talk about for some reason? What? Game of Thrones. Oh. Wow, I just right. feel like I want to share my experience with people out there who have also watched the Game of Thrones red wedding scene, and I've just, it's been on my mind a lot again lately, and I still, I i watched that, <clears throat> if you don't know what the Game of Thrones red wedding scene is, I'm not going to spoil it for you, you can go look it up, but if, those it's a shocker, it's just a, it's a big uh, plot twist, like, it was geniusly Ugh. led up to, and you'll, uh, heart-wrenching, like, to the fact that Dude, I watched scene, it the three weeks ago, and I'm still thinking about it. The part where Randy, where, actually, I don't know, I don't think it's Randy. The the main the Bolton like head of the yeah. house Ramsey. Oh, no, it's not no, Ramsey. That's not that's the little guy. Yeah. 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 No. I I don't know. I don't, shoot. I'm forgetting. Just his call name. him Lord Bolton. Lord Bolton raises up like his sleeve, and he's got chainmail underneath. Mm-hmm. And Catelyn just looks at him like, oh no. Yeah. She figures it out. Yeah. Because well, she sees the doors close, and she's like, oh, we're screwed. Yeah, right they're now. done. Rob. Anyway, I mean, uh, I Game of Thrones is an absolute experience. If none of you have watched it before, please do. But I just wanted to put it out there that. But I, stop, stop after season six. The end of season three has me three weeks later still considering whether or not my emotions are in check. And if you can relate to that, please reach out to me. I'd love to talk. I mean, like I just need some therapy about this. Dude, it was really, so good watching you go through that. Uh, it, I like just your face. It was awesome. I couldn't even like I. You, you, you guys were like Mason was down there too, and he wanted me to give some big reaction, but I, I just couldn't even fathom. Yeah, yeah, like I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was so just like shocked. It was like when the dude walked into our front door. 
Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, my face was expressionless. I had nothing going on. Uh, but overall, I will say that uh, it's taken me however many years it's been since people have been saying, you got to watch Game of Thrones, you got to watch Game of Thrones, you got to watch Game of Thrones, it's amazing. I put it off, but it is. It is. It's great. It's worth it. Watch it. Yeah. It's a, such a masterpiece. They create a whole separate universe. You can really just get lost in it. It's pretty great. Well, my favorite thing about, uh, in you know, just bouncing off of you here, as somebody who's watched the whole thing twice, this is like my third time through, and it's and it's fun every time, and I the only reason I'm watching it now, well, I enjoy it every time, obviously, but like the only reason I'm watching it now is to like see, like, our reactions, uh, y'all's and reactions, and it's fun watching it with you guys. Plus, you notice things you didn't notice at first, too. Always. The rewatch is always great. I'm rewatching True Detective right now. Great. Alexander Daddario. Never seen that, but I do know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, 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 but the actual show is really great. You should watch that, too. I've heard, like, season one of True Detective. Might That's the only be, one like, I've seen. The best season of television, like, it's uh, one of them out there. Yeah, it's, it's up there. Uh, HBO makes It's an HBO show. They make uh, It's a masterpiece. It of course it is. Anyway, straying from the topic, yeah, Game of Thrones does such a good job at just literally throwing you into this world that you probably didn't really care about. And even if you don't like medieval stuff, uh, you get so involved in these characters because they're so well written. Mm -hmm. And even the characters that you start off like hating, they make you like them. Yeah, and that's the my favorite favorite ever part about about television television or movies Any it's show. the characters that that you hate and then a you're redemption like redemption arc yeah it's the redemption arc but in a really dirty way like man you still shouldn't should i have ever liked tony soprano no but is he one of my favorite characters of all time absolutely it's, because of the way he's written it's weird about how they make i've noticed that tv you should watch the sopranos too damn hbo is so fire TV, I think, does a really good job at having people do, like, heinous, like, the most, like, you'll have your favorite main character on a show murder 12 people, but because you see that he feels, like, slight remorse Yeah, he's about having it, family troubles, and you're like, well, and, like, you know. we're, we're all like, you know, he's a good guy. He had to kill those yeah. 12 people. Like, you know, right. it's like fans will make excuses for mass genocide because they're like, but but he feels bad about it behind the scene. You can't blame him. Attack on Titan, dude. There's there's plenty <laughs> of, of plenty of options of just like, yeah, it's it's great, and that's the that's always the writer's goal is to make you is to make the the viewer feel so conflicted about like, oh my god, this is literally committing genocide. Like this is not right, but you know, if I was him, I'd do it too. But, <laughs> you know, but like. like but, like, he shed a tear after it was over and then went back to killing people. So, like, you know that he still feels bad, but he just has to kill these people. Yeah, not even that sometimes. Sometimes there's no remorse and oh, it's, yeah. it's just as good. I Yeah, Game of Thrones is so unique for the writing and, like, every little thing that a character says is, is beautiful. Uh, everything is meticulously thought out and storylines all interconnect. But it's not like Stranger Things interconnecting. You know, yeah. where everybody has their own storyline, and they all meet up at the end in the big boss fight, and <laughs> then, you know, it's really close. Someone might possibly die, and then, you know, whatever. No, Game of Thrones is much more complex. There's uh, there's one linear storyline, but it branches off into a bunch of interconnecting storylines. It's, it's really beautiful, and a lot of that, and I'm sorry, this is kind of a spoiler. 
a lot of that is lost because obviously George R. R. Martin hasn't finished the books yet. And so where the books finish off, Kellen, is like season five. It's the remnants of like yeah. stuff that he wrote. And so after that, it's the it's up to the director's and writer's discretion of what happens to the characters and it becomes really not great. Yeah, that's always, I mean, it's always, that is the downfall of TV is people will come up with the best concept for a show. And the first season, maybe two, maybe three are amazing. And then it's when writers struggle to keep the life of the show going that they have to start resorting to just cheaper methods of just attention grabbing and yeah. audience pleasing and you're definitely you're definitely right to a degree. I think I think the Game of Thrones writers were under such well, yeah, enormous I don't mean that for Game of Thrones. Spit, uh, no, 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 no. And I get what you're saying. They were under such a enormous pressure to carry this what could have been the greatest show of all time and it will still be up there always. You know, into into the darkness of what happens to all these characters? Where 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 does this go for for Daenerys and Jon yeah, Snow? With and that many worlds, I mean, it's hard to even find a way to somehow be like, this is the perfect stopping point for all of them. Well, because there's a there reason. One. There's a reason that George himself doesn't finish the books, brother. Yeah. He doesn't know how to tie tying all those all those storylines up is so difficult, and it could have been done in a better way. But like some characters, for all the the lead up and and plot and and, st- and all this stuff that they got put into their character is just gone yeah. in an instant. And they aren't used or, while wow, they just totally betray everything that their character stood for and their morals or like... Yeah, that's what, what the Red Wedding like. did to me. They mm. built stuff up for three seasons. and it's, it's But you know what? That's also why it makes it such but a great show. But that was beautiful because they took it away from you. Yeah, they, they build you up on something for three seasons and the characters. and all you, They make you fall in love with people. Yeah. And then they remind you, which is such a good thing about any show, is that no one is safe. safe. It no. doesn't matter how much of a main character you are. You could be the pivot point to an entire storyline, and they'll be like, you know what? We've just decided... You're going to die today. Yeah, and I, I think Which that's awesome, there's a there's a big difference of. in uh, in killing someone off just for the sake of, like you said, like no one's safe, but killing people off in a well thought off way that's heart wrenching that completely changes the storyline of every character in the yep. show. Like, wow, things were really going this way, and then oh no, everyone has to rethink their game plan. They won. Did, Reshaping you know, did, things enough to, to sit there and all of us at the end of that episode, or at least for the people that are just <coughs> now watching it right. through, going, do I even want to continue watching this show? Because yeah. it's like that monumental of a shift in the direction of everything. That's how great it was. And, and, and Game of Thrones continues to be great. There, don't get me wrong. There's, there's still good moments in seasons five through eight. Maybe not eight. But... <laughs> Yeah, I don't. No, I don't feel the need to watch that one. No, 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 brother. Now that you've yeah, that you started it, you can't get off this train. Even I, who I've seen the whole thing twice, I will still ride this bus right off the cliff with you. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun, and I can't wait to see your reactions to things. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it, uh, this show's fantastic. I'm so glad to be watching it with you guys. Everybody should watch it. It's 
Yes, it's inappropriate. Get yourself involved, even if it's not Game of Thrones. I highly recommend getting yourself involved in some sort of sci-fi fantasy world. I mean, it's just honestly nice when like all of us at the roommates get to get together at the end of the night, and for two or three hours, I'm not in Norman. I'm in you know Westeros. I'm in Westeros. Yeah, uh, I'm in Slaver's Bay. I'm in wherever yeah, I'm at. It's awesome. It's you know you can just totally delve deep into a different world it's, and it's the world awesome. building it's the i want to envelop you in this whole world that so much so that for one hour every sunday you are not you know yeah john smith who works for the postal service you're one of the unsullied or something like that you know and that's that's cool that's what tv shows are meant for they're to bring you out of reality and some people mm-hmm. do a really great job at it some people don't and you learn you learn the rules of this other universe. I'll see something happen on you know Game of Thrones or something, and I'll be like, oh yep, you know take that guy's head off. You know like that guy yeah. needs to be executed Treason. right now. And it's because that's what I, after watching the show, that's what I expect. I'm yeah. like, that's you know I know the law, yeah. uh, and the law in Westeros says you're you're screwed. You yep. need to take that guy's head off. That's the importance of world building, man. You have to do that before you even really begin to build up the characters. Is set the scene. And Game of Thrones is, I think, the perfect example of that. That the season one does a phenomenal job. There is so much that happened right before season one that people who don't like know all the extended Game of Thrones lore, like throughout uh, the Song of Ice and Fire, like I don't know, I do because I'm a nerd and I just indulge content like nobody's business every day. Like it doesn't matter because you're so right in it, just like that. It 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 honestly doesn't even matter. Yeah, and it's explained well so that you kind of understand, and you do understand. You have a solid understanding of what happened, but they also have more room to go into further detail. Yeah, and that that beautiful it, that is something I'm looking forward to with finishing the show. Is I see so many like on my YouTube recommended page, like eight Game of Thrones like things you missed or like theories or like like lore and i'm always like oh, like it's so tempting to click on but yeah. i just i don't want to like because no, do they that. all say like spoilers included and I'm, i don't want to know i am i i do apologize for sometimes saying just oh, I'll be like, so oh i know i know it'll be like right before a big scene and it'll be like <laughs> oh here we go or like this guy's the goat or he's fucked or I, I, like, something no in there. no no and no i'm like I know. no I never, no no i never say he's fucked Okay, well, some type. Well, it's enough that I know exactly what's coming as soon as you say. I <clears throat> uh, yeah. Then no, again, I you know what that, I didn't see coming at all? I didn't see Prince keep, Prince Oberyn losing to the mountain. That shocked me. That's a spoiler. Oh, we can cut that out, I guess. No, it doesn't matter anymore. Or I honestly don't care. That's that's pretty. That's not like super. No, it's like world changing. But like when you get to that point in the season, you're like, yeah, oh, but like you, it'll take you a while. Brutal. Anyway. But, like, that was brutal. But I, I was fully expecting him to just take a dub. Like, I really wasn't thinking it was going to be... And now you don't know what's going to happen. And it's beautiful. Yeah, I it? just... Oh, well, no. It, yeah, season, I feel like I kind of Season do, four wrapped it up, though. Only because I know that, like, I'm pretty sure that, like, Peter Dinklage is still on the show, like, through the, through the coming seasons. But, like, that's the only... Besides my slight thoughts about Inclination. that... That is it. About like what ends up to his character, things like that. Yeah, no, it's such a fun ride. TV shows like that are such a fun ride. Um, dude, I should we just t- title this podcast like the rant, bro? 
I yeah, feel like we've just been like, ranting yeah. for like yeah, hours. We really haven't had any direction. It's just been. But we have. I feel like we haven't had a lot of stoppage of play. No, no <laughs> stoppage of play on like the OU football game, dude. There's so many TV timeouts. I was dying uh, oh, up yeah, there. It was yeah, so true. cold. The first quarter was really long. Oh my god, it was so cold. Oh, you were cold. Uh, yeah. I was freezing. Out I was there. like seven floors higher than you. I thought you were inside though. No, uh, it was outside. No, the, I was fully available to the wind and everything. Oof. Yeah, it was. I was yes. It but was I mean, freezing. I mean, and again, you would stand out there for three hours long enough, and then no matter who you are, you're gonna be like I, I, I couldn't even send a text. I was just oh, my thumbs were frozen. Anyway, uh, we can stop ranting now. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Yeah, it was nice. It was a nice little catch-up for everybody. Uh, we'll, we'll be gone. We're going to get a guest break. or something, guys. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll get it. We're, we're trying to get a reputable guest, and I do, I do have thoughts of, on who that's going to be. We'll get, a, we'll get a couple, but uh, for the past couple of, you know, <laughs> past four it's episodes, it's just been uh, yeah, it's just <laughs> shooting the breeze, and it was nice. It's, it's always nice. Again, if you were listening, the few of you who do, you really stuck it out with us, yeah. and we appreciate it. Thanks to our parents. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> you know what? It, I hope someday we have some random breakout episode with some like crazy guests or something. We or would some need to, dude, if we really wanted to break out, honestly, we should start a TikTok account. Yeah. Start posting clips. But then we need video, we too. Need video. Yeah. We'll do, yeah, Zoom and stuff. We can do that. We can start doing that if you really want to. Talk it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Not on the podcast. Folks, uh, goodbye. Love good y'all. night. Have a great Thanksgiving. Hopefully, you guys. Uh, Happy holidays. Yeah, Happy dude. Holidays. Oh, we decorated for Christmas and everything. It's Doobie so nice. doo. Yeah, we had Friendsgiving too. Friendsgiving was awesome. It was awesome. Shout out our roommates who aren't listening. Shout out everybody. Everybody have a <laughs> everybody have a good Thanksgiving. Eat some turkey. Hang out with your family. Be thankful for all you got. Be thankful for the All Bub Podcast because uh, we take care of you guys and you guys take care of us. We will see you next time. Peace.